Welcome to College App 101. I'm your host, Dr. Riley. Succeeding in high school is challenging, and applying to college is overwhelming. I hope my comments here ease the tension you may feel. It'll benefit you to think like a college admissions counselor. She's the lady who will read your application to UC Santa Cruz or Adams State. He's the guy who will handle your application to Nova Southeastern or University of Dallas. I've worked with many such professionals. They're great people and committed to helping you apply to their school. I first knew Scottish author Robert Louis Stevenson through his prose, Treasure Island, Kidnapped, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Then I encountered his poetry, specifically a poem for children called Bed in Summer. It's the lead poem in a larger collection of Stevenson's called A Child's Garden of Verses, published in the late 19th century. The entire book is dedicated to his nurse, Alison Cunningham, who, according to the dedicatory poem, made a deep and enduring impression on Stevenson. He refers to Cunningham as his second mother, first wife, the angel of his infant life. Bed in Summer, the poem, goes like this. In winter, I get up at night and dress by yellow candlelight. In summer, quite the other way, I have to go to bed by day. I have to go to bed and see the birds still hopping on the tree or hear the grown-up people's feet still going past me in the street. And does it not seem hard to you when all the sky is clear and blue and I should like so much to play to have to go to bed by day? The poem's endearing because it captures the heart of a child, a stage of life that everyone has passed through and can relate to. I've been fortunate in my career as an educator to work in many different schools and contexts. I've taught traditional-aged college students in a university setting. In the same setting, I've taught non-traditional learners who are much older than I. I've had experience in public and private schools. I've invested years working closely with high school students. I've taught middle school students. My comments today are inspired by a period when I was a teacher in the grammar division of a classical school. Grammar school, teaching very young learners. Kids are great because they embody wonder. I remember a time one of my second graders was rewarded a free homework pass, which exempted her from a homework assignment. The award came from another teacher, not from me, but I observed my student run to her friend to show her exhibiting the delight of a child on Christmas. I have a week in mind at my grammar school when I was conscripted to supervise kindergartners and first and second graders prepare for a late week choir concert. We were in a multi-purpose room, which was a gym, cafeteria, or meeting room, depending on the time of day and the need of the moment. It was first grade choir practice. Given the students were standing on risers and in the full swing of practice, I had seated myself at the side of the room within view of about half the choir. The music teacher had full control of the situation, seated at a piano immediately before the students. After a few minutes of practice, another supervisor, the art teacher, noticed a student was upset. With maternal instinct, she calmly and quietly but deliberately walked to the risers and extended her hand toward the boy in a gesture of invitation. He accepted the invitation, slowly walked down and off the risers. 
which was when I caught a glimpse of his face. He was wearing an obvious grimace. He took a few steps, paused, and got sick. Very, very sick. The poor kid. A chorus of teachers, pun intended, (laughs) a chorus of teachers immediately was on hand to assist, grabbing and spreading paper towels. Meanwhile, I was sitting on my hands off to the side, a good distance from the calamity. Despite not getting involved in the cleanup efforts, the entire episode touched several parts of me. It touched me as a dad who had read Beverly Cleary's Ramona Quimby books to my kids. In one of them, Ramona Ramona is humiliated when she gets sick at school. It touched me as a teacher because years of working in schools have given me lots of exposure to kids getting sick on site. And perhaps most of all, it touched me as a human who has been unwell as a kid or adolescent in public places and made my own mess. Students and parents, as I reflect on this grammar school episode, I would like to discuss three characters from the scene and draw lessons from them. Lessons for the college-bound student on success in high school, because high school success is a prerequisite to competitive college applications. I'll start with the sick boy. I have no idea the circumstances that gave rise to his presence at school that day or why he got sick. For me, and instances when I was ill in public as a kid, I was a little clueless about my limits. There were times I needed to rest better or eat better or simply tell my parent, teacher, or coach that I didn't feel well. So students, I encourage you to think more about your limits in high school and eventually in college. Don't overdo it. More isn't necessarily better. When it's time to stay home because you're ill, be honest with your parents about how you feel and stay home. In college, it's okay to miss class due to illness. Speaking as a professor, honestly, it's preferred that you not come to class when you feel really bad. Yes, send me a brief email that you're unwell, but stay home and recover. When you don't feel well physically, mentally, emotionally, be self-aware enough to get help. When you need to go to the school nurse, ask for a pass. When you need the services of the campus clinic at Arizona State, George Washington, Miami, or wherever you attend, then get the help you need. The second and third characters in our scene are the art teacher and the music teacher. Before I speak about them individually, I should say from my time working with them, it was obvious they were very gifted at what they did. The book of Proverbs in the Bible raises this question. Have you seen a man skilled in his work? That's Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. Here's the reply. Have you seen a man skilled in his work? He'll stand before kings. He won't stand before unimportant people. The point is talented people, when they work in their area of gifting, get noticed and recognized by influential people to the benefit of everyone around. My encouragement to you, future college students, is use your high school years to reflect on areas of gifting and personal interest. Your conversation partners in this discussion should be family, parents, teachers, coaches, good and insightful friends. Ask them, what could you see me doing as a career? What do you think I would be good at? Once you're a high school upperclassman, expand the conversation to specific college majors. From experience, I can tell you, if you're a gifted, merciful, talented nurse, many, many patients will benefit from your treatment. If you're not, they'll turn off the light when you enter the room. If you're a caring, diligent, articulate, people-oriented teacher, students will flock to your classroom. 
If you're a hardworking, responsive, honest, knowledgeable mechanic, there will be a line of cars waiting outside your shop. In a word, when you practice your gifts, you're happy and those around you are too. Okay, now for the art teacher. You can probably remember your art teachers throughout your schooling. I certainly can. The art teacher at my classical school was like I was. She was assigned to supervise grade-wide choir practices. She noticed a sick boy, walked to the risers, and invited him to a place where he could get help. In that moment, she showed sensitivity and perceptivity to those around her. Someone needed help, and she was observant and attentive enough to be distraction-free and on hand to help. Students, you will enjoy greater success in high school and college when you embody the same characteristics. Know your place and role in the room. There are people and a world around you. Be observant, attentive, do away with distractions, be caring, notice when others need help, and lend a hand. Going back to our proverb, have you seen a man skilled in his work? He'll stand before kings, he won't stand before unimportant people. The kings in your life will recognize your helpful behavior, and it'll end up in places like letters of recommendation for scholarships, college admissions, internships. I speak from years of school experience students when I say people are constantly watching you. Your teachers, coaches, directors, whether or not they say it, they see when you do right and they see when you do wrong. Be like my art teacher. Get recognized for being really, really helpful when someone really, really needs it. Lastly, the music teacher. Having gotten to know him, I knew he was more than just musical. He was a musician, song and music writer, performer, consummate showman, and he was very, very gifted at taking scores of children, cultivating in them a love for music, and uniting them around a a slate of songs to perform. So a first grade boy is unwell in front of his peers and teachers, in excess of 100 people. And it's a school, so this sort of thing happens a lot, a couple of times a week, somewhere in the school, every day maybe, I don't know. A flock of teachers tends to the mess, and everyone is staring at the mini train wreck on the floor before them, having lost all focus on the matter at hand, which was practiced for tomorrow night's concert. Given these circumstances, the hero of that moment was a music teacher at the piano. He didn't miss a beat, pun intended again. He didn't miss a beat. He caught the entire first grade choir's attention by quickly starting the next song on the piano and leading them in practice. Within moments, everyone was back on track, moving ahead, forgetting what just happened. Students, situations like this, like what I just described, happen in life. They happen in academics, they happen in relationships, they happen in the arts and athletics, and on and on. You're on your merry way, and a minor calamity interrupts your progress and ability to achieve your objective. In those moments, the best thing to do is imitate my music teacher and simply move ahead. Shift your focus from the mess in front of you to the matter at hand and keep moving. One step in front of the other. It's so easy to dwell on the past, licking our wounds or whatever. Successful people have learned to ignore the messy distractions that will sideline them from their goal. The college-bound high school student's principal academic goal is winning admission to their colleges during senior year. In short, this comes by earning the right grades and participating in the right activities. But if you follow the advice set forth here, your chances of success increase. In summary, the lessons from the first grade boy 
is know your limits. Don't overdo it. Get help when you need it. Lessons from my art and music teachers. Get to know your areas of gifting and natural aptitude. When you know them, your plan on college major and future career are more informed. Furthermore, when you work in an area of gifting, others are enriched deeply. The art teacher also demonstrates that attentiveness, care, and helpfulness need to be imitated. When you do, the world around you is a better place. And the music teacher reminds us to recognize that it's time to recognize when it's time to move ahead. Don't allow a minor calamity to sideline you for much time at all. Don't look back. Consistently, diligently put one foot in front of the other toward your goal. In the neighborhood of my classical school, there stands a church with a vast auditorium, balcony, towering, beautiful stained glass windows, high, lofty ceiling. I'm standing there enjoying the fruit of weeks of choir practice as my first graders put melody to Robert Louis Stevenson's Bed in Summer, a melody composed by their music teacher. They hold me in rapt attention as I watch. In winter, I get up at night and dress by yellow candlelight. In summer, quite the other way, I have to go to bed by day. I have to go to bed and see the birds still hopping on the tree or hear the grown-up people's feet still going past me in the street. And does it not seem hard to you when all the sky is clear and blue? And I should like so much to play to have to go to bed by day? The innocence, heart, and wonder of a child. Those two are worth emulating, students. But that'll be a topic for another time. If you've enjoyed this and other College App 101 podcasts, please share them through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or my website. Until next time, I'm Dr. Riley, your pre-college advisor and independent educational consultant. For more information about succeeding in high school and college apps, visit my website, collegeapp101.com. That's college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E, app, A-P-P, 101.com.